Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We ask you that you bless this message. Thank you for those that came, those that are on their way. Lord, we just pray, Father, today for this country, Ukraine. Lord, just for your protection and your blessing. Lord, that you would bless our leaders, our churches. And in Jesus' name, bless this time together. Amen. Uh, I have a similar topic that Pastor Ma- as Pastor Max had. Um, and I want us to turn to Genesis chapter 3. The principle of parallelity of uh, the Christian life, the unity in Christ that we have. Um, and you'll notice in the Bible the pattern of evil. Okay, and, I, and we're going to need to concentrate on this because I want to talk about encouragement this morning. Uh, the pattern of evil in the Bible is that God allows evil to get very, 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 very close to him. Even to the point of a parallel existence. And what Pastor Max was talking about was is that evil, Satan, would want us to live a parallel Christian life instead of living in Christ, in our position in Christ. Jesus allowed Judas to get very close to him. Uh, when the Hebrews left Egypt, uh, they had the mixed multitude following alongside. Uh, throughout the history of Israel, and in the life of David, you can see the closeness of evil. Uh, there's a very good book uh, in English now. And it's a very good book Pastor Schaller suggested to me. And it's a very good book about why God allows evil. And, and I would like to suggest it to you that read English. Uh, it's called God's Devil. And uh, it sounds a little like Luther. Luther, Martin Luther's. But I don't think that... Can we close that door? Um, I don't think that... I mean, I, think, I don't think that there's a book that I've seen that is so... That, that handles this topic so well But evil comes very close to the believer's life. And the closer that we are walking um, with God in Christ, the more we can sense the closeness of evil. And sometimes we can't even do anything about it. 
Ісус приваблював демонів Демонічні люди прибігали до нього Demons have a fear of of Christ. They respect Christ. And in some way they are they are they in some way they are very obedient to him. We know that God has nothing to do with evil. There is no evil in God. But because of the because of the greatness of Jesus Christ. Uh, we very often find And how we can live in a world where we can just become very worn down. And I think if, if you're a mother or you're a wife or a husband or a pastor or maybe you are just a, you are a missionary or you're a servant of God in some way, maybe you're single, uh, the devil wants to wear you down. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> I mean the system, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. We see that the right from the beginning of the Garden of Eden, we see the work of the devil wearing down Eve. We're wearing her down. To, to the point where she takes the fruit. Verse 7, the eyes of them, the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This verse tells us what's wrong with the world. We look at the world and we say, what happened to the world? What happened to society? What happened to glorious, the glorious history of man? Right there. Man's, man's eyes were opened. And they understood that they were without a covering from God. And I want to just talk about this for a minute. Very interesting, I noticed this couple days ago that in, that when the devil was when the serpent was talking with Eve uh, we notice that she misquotes God but also she is talking about the way she's speaking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is not correct either 
так само неправильно. Her perception of that tree was incorrect. Її сприйняття дерева вже було неправильно. Uh, first of all, we know that she added to the word of God. She said we cannot eat it nor can we touch it. God never said you can't touch it. Because this is the beginning of Gnosticism. Where you where in Eve's mind she already became occupied with that tree. Before the devil came and spoke with her. And I can I, I can prove that. Because in, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says that the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was I'm sorry, the tree of life, excuse me, the tree of life was in the center of the garden. The midst of the garden. It was the middle of the garden. And then there was the other tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Off to the side. But when she said, in her conversation with the serpent, that we cannot eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, nor touch it, she said that it was in the center of the garden. She said that it's in the center of the garden. Not the tree of the not the tree of life. And this is an interesting point because when we begin to be worn down by the devil and by the atmosphere, by the world and by the flesh, uh, the tree of life is no longer the center of our garden. It's not the center of our minds. It's not the center of the focus of our hearts. But something else is. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this tree of the knowledge of good and evil was simply knowledge outside of God's life and outside of God's grace. Think with me for a minute on that. Concentrate on this. Because you and I, we have we have eyes in our head, but we also have eyes in our hearts. And our heart is gazing at something secretly. What is it looking at? It could be looking at a wound. It can be looking at the difficult of your life, difficulty of your life. It could be looking at the tragic political situation. It could be looking at uh, terrorism. It could be looking at your child or your health or some other situation. And what happens is is that something other than the tree of life becomes the center of our garden. And when that begins, when, when, when it becomes 
something other than the tree of life, then, then the conversation with the devil begins. And Eve became hypersensitive to this tree. Because when something, when we're looking at something, we become very sensitive to it, don't we? Uh, and I'm not only talking about women, I'm talking about men too. Uh, for example, you know, did you ever look for somebody in a big crowd? You're looking, looking. Seeking somebody, I mean. You know, you're, at the, you're waiting for someone at the train station. At big train station. Huge group of huge numbers of people. And you're looking and you're looking and you're looking. And you have in your mind who you're looking for. Someone that you really love. Someone that you are waiting for. Someone that you're very excited to see. And there's maybe hundreds and hundreds of people that are, you're like, you know, like... And then, and then you find them. And because in our heart, we know what we're looking for. When you're looking at a crowd of hundreds of people, and this is the problem with artificial intelligence. Artificial, no, I mean, computer artificial intelligence. <coughs> like, you know, yeah, like, uh, they want, okay, anyway. The brain, the brain does not have the brain does not have time to look at every person and then analyze every person and look for their clothing. You know, and then look at their, at the, you know, in the, in the crowd at the train station. But it's the heart that really... It, that's directing the eyes. Our heart will be directing our eyes. And that's why our heart has to be established in Hebrews 13, verse 9, in grace. Let your heart be established in grace. Because in Jer Jeremiah 17, those that are looking at the grace of God don't see the, eat the bad when it comes. And so the point here is that Eve in her heart was already looking at that tree before the devil came. I think, it's my theory. And she said it's in the center of the garden. And what happens here? The devil begins to wear her down. Questions, uh, doubts. Has God said, "You won't really die"? And this is the way the devil wears us down. Uh, he tries to look. He, the devil cannot read your mind, and the devil cannot hear what God is saying to you. And the devil cannot. Also, the devil also cannot know what you're doing when you're living in faith. Because when we live in the flesh. We are we appear on his radar. You know? 
It's like these military planes that have a special device inside of them that gives a signal of where they're from and, and what plane kind of airplane it is. And when, when it flies into international air radar, then those, the people that are looking at the air traffic and control can see, oh, that plane is this type of plane coming from there. When, the de- when we're in the flesh, living in our old sin nature, we appear on Satan's radar. But when we go to the cross, take up our cross, and allow the cross to crucify our flesh every day, and we walk in faith then the devil cannot we are not on the devil's radar we're not on the devil's radar and he can't see us you know you know it's praise the Lord isn't that great and that's encouraging there's a pastor in America um, whose wife was murdered recently. And uh, it was three men that came into the house six o'clock in the morning and just abused her and murdered her. And, uh, and it was such a sad story. And it was a robbery that went bad. And the new, at first they didn't know who did it. And the, they interviewed the pastor on TV. And he was just speaking faith, like he's a young guy, really young guy. Uh, church was growing. And, and he said, you know, God's got a plan in this. I don't understand. But somehow God has a plan in this. And uh, God is comforting me. And the news got really upset. The media got really upset. They said, why is this man so peaceful? Why is he not angry and yelling at everybody and, and wants to kill somebody? And they said, and somebody said, because he did it himself. <laughs> he did it and then everybody starts like he did it and he's the bad guy and, and in the end they discovered that it was these three men they caught these three men and he came on TV again and he said every morning I have to forgive these men before I start my day every day I, this is an everyday thing that I have to do. I cannot continue my day without forgiving me. He said, I, I cannot live otherwise. And this is the way it is for you and I. Maybe there are things in our life that are very discouraging, that have happened to us. And every morning, maybe it's failure, personal failure. Maybe it's fear. 
fear. Maybe it's something that someone has done to you. Maybe you've done something to somebody else. Uh, maybe there is some bad situation. Uh, great need in your life. Every morning, like this pastor, we have to take up our cross. For the cross for him was to forgive these three men. For us it might be something different. But we cannot start our day without this cross. You know, there's, there's five ways that the devil tries to de- discourage us. Five ways. Uh, you're doing a great job. Trans- He's a great translator, isn't he? Okay, good job. Five day what? Five ways that the devil tries to discourage you. Number one, Daniel seven verse twenty-five. Uh, it says that, and this is the Antichrist. He shall wear down the saints of the Most High. You know. We know that the Antichrist does this, but the Antichrist represents a system. The system, number one, wears us down. <laughs> the system. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody know the system? <laughs> could work, you know. It could be politically. It could be economic. It could be the education system. It could be the health system. You know, it could be any system. It could even be a social system. This world system. Oh my God, I remember living in Ukraine and uh, every every month I had to go to Ovir or Vivir or, and I had to like beg them for my registration. You know, it was just like such a, my gosh, you know, such a burden. But that's that's just very little though that's very little but compared to um, other, what other people experience the system the system wants to wear us down it wants to make us tired I was at the post office uh, and um, I went to the post office. The post office is, in the United States is, is a government-run organization. And it's very inefficient. Uh, it's a lot of issues. A lot of wasting, a lot of, of mil- billions of dollars. Um, and when you go there, it's just not organized. And uh, I was there, and there was, uh, and the people that work there are not motivated at all. They just they don't want to be there. And there's like a dark atmosphere in this post office that I went to. And there's this long line, and there are these two ladies working there, and they're just moving really slow, you know. know, And it's like I'm watching them, and I'm thinking in my mind, 
if I was the manager of her, what would I change? I would just, you know, I'd fire her, fire him, and I'd get, you know, get these people. I get someone to do that, and she's wasting her time with that. And one lady had these. She had these purple eyelashes that were just went out like that. Red and pink hair and fingernails really long and gold. And I thought, okay. And and so I'm not going to tell you what nice and nice is. And uh, so you know, and everybody's getting angry at these at these two ladies. This never happens to you, I'm, I know. But I'm standing in the line. I'm like, I can feel, I can feel like the anger. And I feel like when I get there, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna explain to them for a half hour. Like, it's like your your post office is so disorganized. It's a disaster. No wonder it's billions of dollars that we're, you know, losing in our governments. And you know, God touched my heart, you know. And I thought, I thought, you know, you know, I thought, I wonder what's happening in these in this lady's life. You know, so I got I got to the front, you know, and and and, and I I also wondered was to mail a package. That's all I wanted to do. Just, give me stamps. Because that machine over there is not working. Just give me stamps. And, and she's like, gives me the wrong stamps. And she's like, oh. And I said, I said, how is your, I said, are you okay? <laughs> you know, are you okay? I mean, how is your day going? And she goes, I'm having a terrible day. I said, I can see that. <laughs> and I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, my best friend died. And, and, and there, the funeral was today. And I could not go because I had to work. And I began to talk to her a little bit about you know, heaven and found out she's a Christian. And, and she just brightened up and she brightened up or she her mood changed and she began to work you know she began to move quicker and and she said you know she said where where are you from you know what church are you from I said oh greater grace and he said oh I heard that your pastor passed away he died and, and I'm sorry to hear I used to listen to him all the time on the radio and, and the whole thing changed because when you fight the system, you're going to break your hands. You're going to break your head. Right. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever want to be a politician. Pastor Yoda was a, had a vision for that. Bold, courageous man. I think the best way 
to, un, to not get discouraged by the system is to live in grace. You know, and, and I think many of us have stories of how we have overcome the system with just grace, graciousness, identification, compassion. Compassion makes the system just melt. You know? and, you, and you connect with the person. Number two, um, yeah, I'm here with you guys one day. I'm just going to speak 24 hours. Uh, toxic people is toxic people. Toxic people. These are not people from Chernobyl. But toxic people. People that are poisoned on the inside. Judges 16, 16. Delilah. She was toxic. She was a woman that was poisonous. And she nagged and tempted Samson every day. Samson did not help the situation. He was, he was there as a receiving it. And it says that she vexed his soul to death. Wow, those are some heavy words, huh? That's the that's the that's what a toxic person can do to you. A person that's poisoned inside. Don't spend time with toxic people. They're gonna dis- they're gonna discourage you. Just say, hey, you know what? Hey, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Love you. I I don't know what to say. I just. I gotta guard my heart. I I can't be around you. You know. You know. I mean, if you're with people, if you're with people, there are some people that you can encourage, and then they respond. But then there are some people that are just toxic. And and at the be- and there's nothing that we can do for them. We can pray for them, but that's it. And just limit our limit our time with them. Just limit your time Because they will wear you down and discourage you. And, and that is not God's will. Samson experienced the wearing down in his soul. Number three, uh, sometimes the wearing down can happen in the ministry. You know, when you're serving God. And it's not the ministry that wears us down. Sometimes we may have a family member that is just said, I'm so tired of working in the church. Or I'm so tired of doing this and doing that. We have to meet so many times. I'm so tired of that. But it's not the church that's tiring. And And it's not what's happening in the church. It's the fact that we're doing it in the flesh. Many of us in this room here are involved in the church. 
do things in the church, we worship, we preach, we pray, we teach, uh, programs, and, and sometimes we just get worn down, you know, we get worn down. And this is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. It's like, you know, there can be external things that happen to us that cause us to try to do the work of God in the flesh. And whenever you, and this happens to all of us, don't, don't judge yourself. All of us get tired and we need to be encouraged. That's why we come to conferences like this. We come, to, we come here to get encouraged. But if you and I do the ministry of the Lord in this energy of the flesh, then we're going to be worn down. The average pastor in America lasts four years. Yeah. And, and that's sad. Paul was in a very desperate situation in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. He had a lot of trouble in Asia. A lot of pressure. And even his life was in danger. But he was encouraged. He was encouraged inside. Number four. Do you know what the fourth thing is? The fourth thing is interesting. And it doesn't really seem that it would wear us down, but it does. It's pleasure and entertainment. You know, when we have so much entertainment, it wears down our spirit. Movies. On the internet. Uh, these different, you know, things that we do. Do you ever go on vacation? And at the end of the vacation, you're just so tired, you're like, I'm exhausted. I need a vacation after my vacation. You know, and it's because our spirit can get worn down by... Uh, that's why the, the writer of... Proverbs said that too much honey is not good. Number five and number and the last one. Uh, and this is a big one. It's a big. Revelations 12 verse 10. Uh, the atmosphere. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. You ever go somewhere and the atmosphere is like soup? You know, and it wears us down. And you don't know why you're tired, but you're just exhausted. And it's the oppression of the atmosphere. And it's because in Romans, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, the atmosphere accuses the brethren, accuses the brethren. There are other, there's one other I can add. You and I. No, no, yeah, we we ourselves. 
uh, wear ourselves down. Because we analyze ourselves. We criticize ourselves. This is Romans 8, 1 and 2. We condemn ourselves. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Uh, we are judging ourselves. We beat ourselves up. You know, we say, how can I be a good... I'm not a good pastor. I'm not a good mother. And I just want to tell you something that you are your you are the worst critic of yourself. And also you're the most subjective critic. Subjective. Subjective. Yeah, like there is no you are the last person that should be analyzing yourself. Because that's subjectivity. Paul said that I don't judge myself. Because it's the Lord that builds me up and that and I just want to finish with this. When we are worn down, uh it affects four things. It, 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 physically, physically. I mean, you know, physically. You know, when you're spiritually worn down, you're going to experience it physically. Sometimes physically we don't feel good. And it's just because of the spiritual wearing down. That's Romans 8, verse 11. Number two, uh, when we are worn down, we're mentally affected. Because we don't have any faith rest in the mind. In our mind. Mentally we become tired. Uh, number three, we become emotionally emotionally worn down. And this is what happens is that when a person's being worn down, uh, they become overstimulated emotionally in their soul. Overstimulated emotionally. And then lastly, of course, spiritually, um, because when we are in an environment that wears us down continually, we have to make sure that we are being built up. I just want to say one practical thing before we close. If you are somewhere, wherever it might be, um, geographically or I don't know, wherever and you're being worn down and you're finding things in the center of your soul that shouldn't be there it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how good it is get out of it, leave, go somewhere else because the end of it the end of it is going to be destruction if you're being worn down and worn down and you don't have a system to build yourself up and I, I want to talk about that next how, but not but the next time how we build ourselves up 
як себе збудовувати, ми про це If we don't have a system to build ourselves up. Якщо у вас немає цієї системи самозбудування, then just get out of that place where you're at. Тоді тікайте з того місця. And find a place where you can get built up. Знайдіть місце, де ви можете бути збудованими, зміщеними. It might not be the ideal location for you. Це може не бути ідеальним місцеположенням для вас. But just get to a place where you can get built up. Але просто попадіть в те місце, де ви будете зміщеними. because um because of what we just said. Бо через те все, що ми попередньо сказали. Just make bold decisions. Робіть сміливі рішення. And just say, you know, I don't know. It's just not edifying place for me. тут мені просто не воно мене не I need to go somewhere and get built up. Live somewhere else. я буду жити якось по-іншому буду Because your soul is more important than your body. Бо ваша душа куди важливіша вашого тіла. than your financial situation. важливіша ваших фінансів. And it's more important than your than than anything else. Because what the world does, it says, I'm gonna, it'll give us, it'll give us, it'll try to give us everything. But it'll steal your soul. <laughs> it'll steal your soul. It'll steal your emotions. It'll steal your mind. It'll steal your self-image. All five parts of your self-image. It, 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 not losing our salvation, but you'll, you'll discover like I'm losing myself. And so, Next time, I don't know, let's see, when is the next time we speak here? Maybe during lunch or something, I don't know. When is it? I don't know, at some point we can just talk about how we practically build ourselves. Amen? Let's, let's pray.